Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What <laughs> year is it? Who are we anymore? I, I, these are the questions I had much outside of the hundred other questions I had for this episode of Riverdale. Welcome back to Riverdale Roundup. MJ, we're still watching this show. Yeah. How long <laughs> have we been watching the show? How long has, what year, right, is the show exists? In the present. But not. Honestly, I probably lost 10 minutes of paying attention to the plot as soon as fucking Alice Cooper was like, back to remote learning about there's about Riverdale High because of course I have pandemic brain and I panic and spiral anytime I think about the pandemic and I was like but why do they have remote learning is there a pandemic what in are you Riverdale about, reality as well but I'm like nobody's wearing masks they're all inside together no one's mentioned the pandemic even though there's there's been a lot of Zoom meetings and stuff in the past on the on the show why do they have remote le- we're in the present time <laughs> in Riverdale 2021 but it's an alternate reality where there's no pandemic which is great I don't want the pandemic to be there but then why is there remote learning why are you bringing that in Riverdale I, I want know. and I said I was like that was too like weirdly self ironically self-referential and Gideon was like isn't that what Riverdale does so maybe it was like a wink because they're so winky they're always winking at you you oh, know so maybe it's maybe it's winky to be like remote oh, learning and oh it was Alice that quipped back to remote learning in my brain I just mixed her up with Veronica because who knows what the fuck is happening in this show it is insane I love this show so much the fact that they went into a mid-season finale we know production had to stop and now that it's back to finish up this season with a time jump it i had jeff was like can you um catch me up on what happened again i was like i don't fucking know <laughs> what do you, I, I i'm i'm right where you are you think just because we scream about it the next morning that i remember an iota of anything that happens in this show it leaves my head immediately it's like diarrhea after <laughs> chipotle but it it's doesn't. my but that's but it's always that delicious chipotle oh <laughs> but i always want the chipotle it's great while it's happening and then it's gone yeah like they're I was also trying to catch Gideon up beforehand, and I'm like, okay, what I remembered is 
Jughead and Betty aren't cool anymore. And apropos of a recent conversation on page seven, maybe they aren't cool anymore because Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse aren't cool anymore. But also MJ, because he called her boring. (laughs) Didn't you listen to the voicemail? Didn't you realize that the the thing that she needed everyone to know is that her ex-boyfriend left her a voicemail and said she was boring and he should he should suffer because of it. Yeah, and because of that, he's missing, and she's like, <laughs> I don't really want to find out where he is, even though I'm Betty Cooper, and all I do is search for missing people. <laughs> and yeah. I appear to have no other friends, like, other than this, the f- three friends from high school that I know, even though I'm an adult now, and so why would I search for Jughead? But I guess I'll team up with Tabitha. Uh yeah, I and kiss because I'm waiting for the kiss. I was very upset we didn't get a kiss in this episode. I can't believe they didn't kiss. They were so close. They were so close to kissing. I mean, there's the hair sequence. We're getting out of. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting all over the place because I'm way too excited about the gusto with which Riverdale just punched me in the face last night because they're like, "Bitch, you want Riverdale? Did you forget what city <laughs> you're watching right now? Riverdale. That's Riverdale, Jughead. I still say it all the time. <laughs> That's Riverdale, Jughead. And I um, had to say it after this episode because this is the most Riverdale episode that could be. It Completely is the most forgot Riverdale. about the, the prison breakout. There's the prison break. And the, mo- the thing that makes it the most Riverdale, the thing I'm actually most upset about with this episode probably uh, is that Archie in true every three episodes for the entirety of the existence of Riverdale Archie becomes a fucking vigilante cop and that is <laughs> once again a firefighter now why is he acting to go round up all of the criminals that have taken over Riverdale the boy has an obsession with vigilante justice and vigilante justice is great but he also has too much abiding like um respect for authority existing authority structures and so he does he's not even a cool vigilante superhero where it's like yeah i'm gonna do it myself he's just like i want to be more of a cop there's not enough cops i'm a cop (laughs) i'm gonna go just use my muscles to torture criminals um like because that's what archie likes to do and i yes can't stand him and then he found out that there were no firefighters in riverdale remember when all the bus stops were on fire so he decided that he and his Teens, we're going to make up all of the firefighters as well as be all of the high school teachers at the high school. That's right. In addition to being a high school uh, uh, military teacher and a fire. And I supported him starting his own fire department. That was great. Firefighters, you know, every town needs them. Riverdale doesn't got them. Fill in the gap, Archie. Fill in the gap. But. If there's one thing that Riverdale doesn't need, it's more vigilante justice. That's all they have. And for and 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 yeah, so this episode is basically the whole rag tra- it's like the gang is back together again to 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 round up criminals. I just I know that like pulpy, you know, dark shows like Riverdale like need to reinscribe our ideas of like what of like criminals as like kind of old fashioned like people wearing like black and white stripes and yeah, like see? are just yeah. Yeah, exactly exactly like <laughs> it's just kind of like wild animals but definitely like Riverdale is just like well you know there's nothing that justice could be more served by than uh you know five like twenty two year olds um 
you know, just do it, just taking it. And Veronica is also doing this just to for her uncut. Thankfully, I just watched Uncut Gems a week ago, so now I oh, understand so you that. Finally get all of the weird references to Uncut Gems, which I don't understand why they're still going with the Uncut Gems references. I feel like they've been talking about her weird gemstone business for many, many hours. Or am I just trapped in Riverdale and I think that the, the cycles keep happening? Was it just the last episode? I don't know. Yeah. But it is it's, a it's lot. It's not a timely reference. Like, no. why are you, like, referencing this thing from, like, a year and a half ago, two years ago now? Like, why Why is this an exact Uncut Gems plot line? Don't like, know. Like, word for, down to the word? Don't it's know. an opal? I don't Down to the gem? <laughs> I, don't un- I don't understand any of it. I think... Um, what I understand least and yet understand the most is that I was wa- I was reading an interview with uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who is the showrunner of Riverdale, and talking about how he was like, well, we had this prison break, right? And we were going to have a bunch of unnamed criminals enter the town. And then we realized the prison's filled with all the criminals, the, like, fly-by-night criminals that we've had in previous seasons of Riverdale. So we're just going to make them all come back at once, which is what up the ante of this prison break. Because which is every great. single one you saw are all people, even though, because this is the thing, MJ, in my brain, I'm like, that person looks familiar. Probably just another actor. That person looks familiar. Probably just an actor. Nope. Every, and then I'm like, oh, that's the Dodger Dickinson. Oh, God, that's right. With the turkey. When the turkey exploded in the gym, <laughs> when that man was rounding up young boys to do his, like, nemesis bidding that Archie had to go after. And I know I'm an idiot. And I remember they were from something. But you could have... Had a gun to my head, I would have had no idea if you made me say what that family had done. I had no idea. You are telling me, though, that the showrunner of Riverdale had already planned the whole prison break (laughs) thing and only then realized that that opened a great, fantastic, terrific door to bring back all of the previous criminals from the previous four seasons. You're telling me that that wasn't why they had a prison break? It was just a happy accident? No, MJ, there's a a prison break because there's palladium underneath the prison as well as underneath the maple groves. What don't you get? The palladium, MJ. (laughs) palladium. I, that truly, that is probably the most important piece of information we've gotten in our time doing Riverdale Rounded. Because we often wonder what decisions the writers are making, right? And truly, to understand that the that that what seems like a purposeful narrative choice to bring back <laughs> criminals from the past, like a purposeful great heightening of stakes that like reintegrates plot lines it was absolutely an accident (laughs) this is so so important to understanding riverdale i think it makes so much sense think about that think about the like the the mad genius that runs the train of riverdale that i imagine roberto gary sagazo which i i I guess is not what he does but i just imagine him like strapped up like in a 1930s train conductor costume but he's just sitting on a saddle on top of the train just be like ah, <laughs> ah palladium ah. <laughs> just what the fuck i'm palladium i think pal- there's something about palladium that draws me over the line and i apologize now we're uh, now i'm just screaming i feel like I'm, I'm a mad person screaming into the ether and i love you guys and thank you for listening to this because 
if you haven't watched the show, if you could remember that they're making palladium through the prison that Hiram owns that paid for the prison breakout. And then they also found out that underneath the maple groves where Cheryl still owns, you can get palladium from there as well. And something's going on with Hiram. But we did see in the next episode on that they're going to get through. They're going to start doing Hiram's origin story. Very excited about this. That's a good idea. Every so often they really strike gold or palladium, if you will. I I mean, I guess. And they've hit it in spades. I love um, that they're like, we love Mark Consuelos. Mark Consuelos loves playing a bad guy. Why not let him play a bad guy even extra? Playing his dad and himself was like, great. Yeah. I am on board for all of these things. Absolutely. I don't know what's going to happen with all of the prisoners that now Archie is trying to round up to shove them back into the prison. To be fair, we're always pretty weak characters. As much as it was an accidental brilliant thing to let the prison break be an opportunity to bring back, uh, you know, criminals of the past so that it feels like there's some purpose in terms of how plot lines unfold in Riverdale. Like, the the whole Dodger crew, like, never made any sense in the first place. No! So bringing them back, when again, when, what all I remembered upon them being back was, like, I never understood what your guys' point is, why you're here, point. why you're mad. You don't have anything to do with any of the better criminal. Like, at least there was that Penny person. Like, there used to be criminals around Riverdale that made sense. There used to be criminals in Riverdale. What is this pussy criminal <laughs> shit? Well, and at least they were from Riverdale or or Elmdale or whatever the suburb of Riverdale that Penny was from. You know, like there was it, it there was some coherence to the universe. By the time Dodger and that crew came in, they weren't even from Riverdale. Like, why were they even there? And so bringing them back again, it does again. It just gives us such insight because there's no purpose to those people. There was never no purpose then, no purpose now. They're just seeing what happens. It's like when you do like a creative writing exercise with children and you like have to draw like characters and a, and a and a setting and a problem out of a hat and like make it all work together like i feel like riverdale is just like what if you brought back dodger figure it out uh, i know that technically they went into jail seven years ago it's remember it's these things where i don't even know why i try why do i try to be like but that one ah but mm, push up my glasses. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they be in prison for that amount of time? They're gonna come out and they're gonna go after the child that tried to foil them. They have had no other nemesis in their life. When it just, I guess they did kill his brothers, right? I think I don't remember <laughs> don't much about remember. the Dodger crew other than the turkey scene. It's really just the Thanksgiving. Scene. Remember the turkey scene? Of course, I remember the turkey scene. Gravy, gravy. Where's the gravy? They didn't find it in the gym. <laughs> I think I am worried about. Um, like I don't know that big scary man, the um, red haired, the one, the guy that played. I believe if I remember the guy that played the leprechaun in. Um, <laughs> No, oh, I think I'm speaking out of turn. An American Gods, right? What's his I, name? I know the guy you're talking. The big, big hot ginger. Yeah, the big big old ginger. Um, I don't. He's scary, and he had Hiram all locked up, and then he shot the governor in the stomach. Yes. So the prisoners have taken over Riverdale, and this is Archie trying to combat them. And at the same time, which we have not even started, even started screaming about the Jughead plotline. Can we just for a second? Um, understand that an FBI agent allowed a um, person to drug them, <laughs> which also 
I think that we all know that's not how maple mushrooms work. Or maybe that's how maple mushrooms work and not how regular mushrooms work. Um, I don't understand this whole plot line. Now, let's get into it. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa does say that Jughead's, like, what happened to Jughead between the episode, like, between in the time jump. They're going to explain all of that in the same way they're going to explain everything that happened to Archie um, in the war time period. Good. Yes, so all of that's going to be pulled apart throughout the rest of this season, apparently. Yeah, we still don't know whether, like, what something happened in New York to Jughead. We don't know whether it was an alien thing or, like, a normal, like... Thing. Normal <laughs> drug thing. Because even, like, I know that I made, oh, I made a jape about the voicemail earlier. And I know that that would be very upset to receive... From your ex-boyfriend five years after you break up. Yes. Yes, that would be very weird. Because if you think about it, she was like, this voicemail was two years ago. So if you think about it, doesn't, it just, they, their time jump math never works. And I wish I could drop it inside of my brain. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and defend the choices made by Riverdale, which, you know, I don't usually do. But I, the one thing that does feel, not one thing, but one of the few things that does feel, you know, realistic and maybe even earned in terms of the writing and the plots here is that like the toxicity, the, the toxicity of, of uh, Betty and Jughead's relationship like does feel pretty like to me it's not at all hard to imagine an ex if you were really you know if it was like your main person you ever have been in a really serious relationship with five years later leaving you a drunk voicemail especially if he's like a wreck oh like, narcissist. yeah no honestly they're the way that they're writing their relationship i think is the most like true riverdale's ever yeah. been to real life i'm just like oh for sure been there of just like a God, he's such a fuck up. Yes. But why am I still interested in making sure that he's safe? Right, right. Yeah, that felt that felt totally honest and totally real. And Jughead, right, so he left her this voicemail where he was just like complaining about how perfect she, and shitty she is and uh, yelling at her. And that did feel very, very real, uh, especially for what a piece of shit Jughead seems to be and how he's struggling with a lot of, you know, he's struggling with alcoholism and all this stuff, but it just... Is it alcoholism or is it Mothmanism, MJ? We don't know yet. Again, that's the thing. Riverdale will be like, oh, this is like a pretty familiar, honest thing of like a person in their mid-20s who's like creative and has a lot of demons and struggles with like substance use and also, but is like has some really toxic uh, behaviors um, regardless of that, that like really aren't sympathetic. And then it'll also be like, but also is it it just because of aliens? Maybe it's just aliens. It could just be aliens it's because that's why Riverdale (laughs) Riverdale I don't know if you noticed and I don't think that it's just this episode the Foley work they are upping and they're making remember when she pulled out the the gem the Ethiopian dark blue opal and it went like a bring I think that they're up in the camp now, which is, this is saying something. Uh-huh. I think that they're becoming even more aware than they have been in the past. But I think that they are trying to up the, like, sci-fi weird shit, which I'm yes. all for. Yes. Also, because it does, and I do wonder if they are trying to make some sort of statement with this. I apologize that I just immediately took this, but I didn't know that Palladium is possibly linked to potentially anti-cancer activity inside of the body. So I don't know if that's why palladium is being mined in this, is if it's some sort of 
like is Hiram, hear me out real quick. This is happening fast in my brain. The synapses are firing. What if Hiram is going to try to create a new drug to control the drug companies? That's an anti-cancer agent. Maybe it is not a drug. It's actually like a drug for good that he's going to use to monopolize and make a bunch of money while people are dying. Or is like being abducted, is that going to start giving people like that the only answer is from Hiram Lodge. That's great. I love it. I mean, too much. Did I just fall too far? Did I go too far? (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. With Riverdale, you can't complain with with the supernatural. You want the supernatural element. That's obviously always been there. They're just upping it a lot. Um, There's like, it's like a combination. Every Riverdale episode is like a combination of like a heist and like a true detective and now like an alien movie. And if it's going to turn into some like insurance fraud thing with Hiram, um, you know, that would be fine. I, I like Hiram kind of wearing many hats of different, of being a villain in many different types of ways. He has so many hats. Yeah. I mean, I really, the, the, the thing about Riverdale is that I have no predictions about what will happen. If you asked me to predict what's, what, where is this going? I got nothing. I am along for the ride. <laughs> I like truly it's the probably the most mindful thing I do is watch Riverdale because when I'm watching Riverdale, I'm not thinking about the past, I'm not thinking about the future. I'm just tr- truly letting it wash over me and and try to figure out what in the fuck is happening in this very moment. And while you were even saying that, speaking of what the fuck is happening, I remembered a question that I had while watching Riverdale last night that I felt the need to look up. All right, let's talk about Jughead. Elephant in the fucking sex bunker, but <laughs> we gotta talk about Jughead. So he t- took the maple mushrooms, right? And he went, because I just went down a, a, a brain time because of Doc in Sketch Alley. Because I remembered, I know that they did the flashback yes. of him telling the Stonewall prep people. So again, he went, so Jughead is missing at the top of this episode. Right. You just saw hand, the handcuffs, which why, again, I know we've already screamed about this, but never handcuff someone that is on hallucinogenics to a desk. But at also, least, why was there blood everywhere? Did he chew his own arm know. off? I, like 127 like hours style? It does, it does seem that. Where did the blood come from? They led us to believe, I thought, that he had been abducted or violently taken. And then he's just like in an alley. And it's like, what? Why did... Why did you give us that whole huge cliffhanger of bloody handcuffs where he had been? And now he's just like not... Has not seemed to have chewed his own arm off and is free. What? Or unless it was the kind of thing that the aliens did it to him and then brought them up into... Like brought him up into their ship fixed him and maybe it's been five years and then he like blinked and it was back in Sketch Alley, right? Right. I'm assuming that this is where Riverdale is going with Right. It. That it's going to be that these blackout times that are like years for him. That sure. That doesn't, That's which would really yeah. fuck you up. Yes. And so when he was getting into Stonewall Prep, when he wanted to be in the, uh, the bones, the bone, bone and skulls, he told them a secret about Doc, the man in the alley, that he watched get beaten to death and didn't do anything about it. And then, in case you were hoping from seasons ago, this line off that you thought that maybe someday it's going to come back, <laughs> it did this episode. And I was like, but was he lying? I thought 
like Jeff and I both couldn't remember if he had been lying about the secret and that this was coming to fruition. But the answer is no, he was not lying about the secret. It was a real secret that he had watched him, but Doc didn't die. And he's been living in Sketch Alley ever since. But then who are these rich businessmen that keep coming in and beating the shit out of the homeless people in Sketch Alley? Because it happened to Jughead, and then the next night, the same dude came back and did it again. Yeah, and then when Jughead's like on the ground, he has these kind of like slightly alien-like visions when he looks up to see who's doing it, right? Or they're blurry, at least. He, we like... It seemed like a little bit suggestive of like, are these aliens? But why would aliens come down and waste their time beating up homeless people in Sketch Alley? Good question. Very good question. Why is Doc there at all? Again, why, it's why did they? Why did they go choose to bring back this one kind of throwaway line that? Is right. I guess it was a story that Jughead was telling about the time that he was street homeless, like at the very, very, very beginning of Riverdale right. when he was street homeless. Like, and it was kind of nice that he had been carrying around this guilt, and then Doc was like, "Yeah, I know it was you, Jughead. Like, I, it's fine. I don't hold it against you. You were a well, kid. Well, so he was a kid. Yeah, he was a kid. What was he supposed to do? Um, but I truly did not understand why Doc was there. What was the point of this plot line? Like, I truly, truly did not. I like Doc. He's kind of handsome. Yeah. Well, I mean, why is he there? <laughs> Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some, I was reading a review and someone brought up the fact that it was reminiscent of um, the hot quote-unquote, homeless dude in um, Arrested Development. Yeah. Of just, like, I haven't seen, like, such an attractive uh, homeless person portrayed on a screen in a while. <laughs> and he looks great. You know, it's all kinds. I do wonder if Riverdale's trying to write in that 
the Mothman or aliens attack and like prey upon people that have no one to turn to. And I, you never know with Riverdale if they're trying to make like a big statement about something. Yes. Or it could just be nothing. That, yes. Or they could also bring back a one line story from three seasons ago. You never know what they're going to fucking do. This is so true. And it's like so diet woke that it's like maybe sometimes we are making a point. And it's like probably, I assume most Riverdale uh, writers and staff live in LA. I know there's like a lot of brutality against street homeless people yes. there. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe it's like a thoughtful thing about like, you know, homelessness is violence. Like, let's manifest that in this plot line. If so, kudos, Riverdale. Right. Like, perhaps we need help understanding if the point you're trying to make, if that's the point you're trying to make. <laughs> and I do, I did kind of like the nod, which of course I did not. Um, see it first, but Jeff's like, oh man, really cool. They replaced like his Jughead S shirt with the Superman shirt because like they're, you know, their weird multiverse thing. And I was like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> He's like, it's interesting. I was, it's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I didn't even think about that. But apparently that was a thing of like, it's like a, like a wink. But wait, what? We're um, in a, there's a Riverdale the multiverse? multiverse? I, I think it's the CW multiverse. The CW multiverse. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, oh, all right, wow, Superman. But <laughs> I think that that's great. I th- or is it? Or could it be that Doc is like a weird, beautiful angel that comes down, and maybe I don't know. He's filled with uh, Krypton. Is that bad? I don't know anything about Superman. I <laughs> yeah, man. I can't even. I immediately freak out. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've been screaming. Have I been screaming for this entire time? I didn't. I don't mean to be. I. It's also. I forgot to say very early for me, and I love recording with MJ Riverdale roundups where I'm just like, "Who am I? Where am I?" Because I definitely felt that way when they started tripping. Are they going to start kissing MJ? Do you think that Betty and the hot um, ooh, what's her name, Tabitha? Tabitha. Um. You know, right. So the whole episode culminates in my absolute favorite 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 part of every Riverdale episode which is the musical uh montage so I can't believe are they gonna start doing more musical shit MJ like how do you better. feel about it I would feel fantastic of course because it's always good sometimes it's actually good and sometimes it's so it's bad good but a like, lot of the reviewers hated the singing part of it but I think I loved it of course I love it it's again it's, it's not always shit. good the thing is, is that it's batshit, regardless of anything. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, Riverdale? And it's it's sometimes it's painful. Like, remember when they sing Shallow? Like, sometimes it's just, that like, was unbearable. That was but it's still the best part of every episode. I just, I need a musical. I, I want a musical. I like a musical. I like a murder heist alien musical. And so it all culminates. We didn't even talk about, we'll have to save for next time, because they'll probably, hopefully, develop this plotline more. Um, Penelope's is now part of the prison break. Oh, we are going to, we need to discuss. (laughs) All right, quick backup before we even get to this. All right, so Jughead's in Sketch Alley. Right. And his ex-girlfriend came in to try and read his manuscript because he didn't write anything bad about me, did he? She's a weird character, but I kind of like how weird she is. So then it's, the, his current, like the one that he's currently trying to bang, and two of his ex-girlfriends are on the hunt looking for Jughead. And this is all meanwhile, Betty puts down her 
I my sister has been murdered. There's a bunch of girls going missing in the town. Put that down for a couple of days. Put it down. So she can go look for her fucking shithead ex who wrote a manuscript. Right. Who's lost somewhere. Girl, we need to talk about your boundaries, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Everybody needs therapy. And I know that I've said this many times before, but I think who needs therapy the most is Cheryl fucking Blossom. Girl, Get your brother's corpse out <laughs> of your estate. You have to get rid of it. You keep pretending like you take the body and like, ah, JJ, I'm going to bury you. Ah, JJ, I'm going to give you a Viking funeral. But they don't. Yeah. His bones are still there. Remember yeah. when his skin had been stuffed? Yeah. A couple of seasons ago. So then did they, question for you, did they skin his corpse yeah, to make a, really a brother doll? <laughs> That's, and then keep his bones separately. Right. That's right. Because, uh, w- but a mere year ago, Jason's uh, corpse. Eight years ago. Yeah. Because right, it's okay. been, now it's the time yes, jump. Okay. Right. Forgot about the time jump. Eight years ago, Jason was, Jason's corpse was in really good shape. Like, <laughs> very good shape. Like, really able to be, like, moved around, sat in a chair. <laughs> Like, dressed, you know, right? <laughs> like, looked visibly like a human body. Um, and right, and in, in this episode, we hear a lot about Cheryl's and Penelope's both the, their kind of grieving process around Jason, how that did and did not involve his corpse, and then it kind of culminates in. Cheryl opening the coffin, which again, still there in the house, just in the house, leaving it in the house. Oh, yeah. And then it's actually like now it's like a rotting, mostly bones corpse, like an actual, what I imagine an actual corpse would look like. And I found it very upsetting and very disturbing. But right. How did I don't know how like embalming works, but why was the corpse in such good shape years after he had died? I don't know. And then only to have such a rapid decline. After Cheryl stopped carrying it around everywhere. Because, MJ, JJ is Jesus Christ himself. Right. And it is a plot line I didn't know. I didn't foresee it. I didn't know that they were going to pull right from Perry Mason. But I think that I imagine this was written probably around the same time. Because this is based on a, like a, a female preacher in like the 30s. That was, like, people that, like, everyone surrounded them. Really? And so this was done very well in the television show Perry Mason, and now they're trying to Bobo do it in Riverdale, and I'm here for every second of it, because J.J. is the second coming, and it's... All comes down to the body and the blood of their Christ is maple syrup! <laughs> they are praying to maple syrup! How... <laughs> How, how is she brought into another cult because of her dead brother? She needs therapy. So many cults. And now she's in it. She's in it one musical scene later. Right. You watch one musical scene with two young, attractive people tripping their nuts off. And then two attractive people start in a cult church. Two praying to the maple syrup that they get. <laughs> From their trees. <laughs> and wasn't Cheryl just stupin' that art dealer? Where's the art dealer? Yeah, where's the art dealer? Why was the art dealer? Where, 
so, so many unanswered questions about that art dealer. I, I don't understand. And Nana Rose, I thought that you were more, I thought you were f- quicker than that. Even though now you are definitely seven years older than you used to be and you were barely alive before. <laughs> and I worried about the church, but I'm excited about it. I love that for some reason, because she started a batshit church, that Penelope Blossom was released, quote unquote, early on parole. But just because you were you got early parole doesn't mean that you are allowed to escape from prison. I love this. I absolutely love the world, the vision of justice in Riverdale, where she she does escape on a prison break. Yes. And then Cheryl's like, shouldn't you like report back and Penelope's like no 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 it's okay I was up for parole anyway so like <laughs> in were that it would that it were that if you can manage to escape from prison if you had been up for parole anyway <laughs> you can just stay out honestly you change the policy leave you know what leave her out you yeah. know what she's fine terrific she's fine. just let him and that she had right so Penelope had developed this this church in prison. Um, I love all of the religious stif- stuff that Riverdale does. I think it's definitely the best way to get the kind of spooky, creepy, but also like holy high stakes. Love like it. I think it's I think that this is great. I think that Jason Blossom's corpse is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and obviously Cheryl has a lot of unresolved trauma around it. Wow. That makes sense. She's got <laughs> to talk to somebody. Remember, remember like 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 Professor Honeys um, that came in and everybody was talking to her for a bit. There was a therapist in Riverdale. For a flash in the pan, there was a therapist. There was one, for one episode, there was a counselor, a school counselor that they all talked to. God. Um, Although yeah. I was also excited because Kevin and Fangs teamed up again. And I was like, are they going to fall in love again? Because the only thing I did remember from the last is that they were on the outs. And they love their love. Also, Fangs is looking good. I like scruffy Fangs. Good lord. Ooh. Ooh, it's because he's a daddy now? Yeah. I think. I guess, they, I know that that plot line, I'm sure, is getting tossed in the track. Oh, yeah. Because- and that's why TT wasn't there because she's for real life having a baby. And then there's mercenary. There's Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy Uncle Mercenary Daddy is back because, again, prison break. (laughs) And because, remember, he had turned himself in as a mercenary, but he's out now. And um, he teamed up with the, the people to go save Hiram Lodge from some of the prisoners that had him held captive. They shot the governor in the stomach, and that's all fine. And Hiram comes in and then kills the governor in the end? Yeah, that, I didn't totally understand For the Palladium? I don't really get that part of it. Yeah. They all propelled into the gym from the sky. (laughs) That was, of course, like, I was like, all right, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, ye is, ease is not. But they did save Hiram Lodge. They saved the Dark Opal for Veronica's uh, gemstone store. And now we're going to find out why they all want this palladium so hard. And is it going to be a drug company conspiracy? Right. Yes. And all of this was all brought. We all we got to this climax also via this um, great trip that Tabitha and Betty were having while they were like dancing and feeling each other a lot um, because they had accidentally 
They've been gotten drugged. drugged. Even though, as you point out, she is an FBI agent. She's like, yeah, you're obviously a shady ass liar who's trying to steal stuff from us, specifically Jughead's manuscript. Yeah, sure, I'll eat this food that you just gave me. Why would why would I not? Even though we literally know that you're only asking us to go out to eat with you because you're trying to escape without getting caught and because you can tell that we're on to you. And then they just are like, sure, let's eat fries at Pops. And the fries had the, the shrooms on them. And so we got this nice um, musical number where everyone, Cheryl and Penelope were singing. And then the uh, the uh, the two girls, Betty and Tabitha, were, were having a nice trip. And then all of the boys went and <laughs> killed the governor. <laughs> and, and, and then that's the first episode of, of the season. And then that's the episode. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-boop. <laughs> Insane. Even just trying to get back through what the fuck happened in this episode. I mean, I'm here for it. But what I I love the mystery. Good luck trying to look up how many episodes are left in this season. How many episodes are going to be in season six? When like so apparently season six is going to start November sixteenth. So what does that mean? How many episodes do we have right now? No idea. Really? They are not letting anything out. Um, I do love it about, I never understand it with the CW and I would assume it's because they are down to the wire of like editing to get them out. Because I know that it's not like they're just like sitting on these episodes being like, ah, no, they had to like take another break because of fucking quarantine. So they had to go back. What a nightmare. And that is another thing of just really remembering that they were trying to write a fun time jumping yeah but how do you keep a momentum alive for so much of this shit when you get like a sprinkling of a couple of episodes here and there now with the two of us i enjoy it yeah but i imagine for the most part people will stop watching this show yeah yeah no i do feel i feel for every one in the business who had to work through COVID. And now it feels even different. Like that thing, I can't stop thinking about what Jennifer Aniston said, um, which we talked about on regular page seven, because she was like, we're not getting tested every day like we were before. So it's like, arguably, like, even with vaccines, like maybe not feeling safer for actors to be on set now. No, especially because actors, like they can't have masks on when they are working. And as someone that did it at the beginning of... The pandemic with the top elf, which you saw how that, that's why it didn't get brought back. It's like, it was a fucking shit show. Yeah. Because it's, how do you deal with a bunch of people having to be trapped in one space? So everyone has to be masked, but, and no one can be heard over the, like, the head pieces because of the mask. And then also the, like, actors have to take their masks off and feel comfortable enough to perform yeah. in front of other people. So it's 20 layers. So you think about, like, them all having to be on top of each other and think of like this cast and any show that you're watching right now, they are quarantined off alone together that it may, man, it really bonds you. But then you think about things like your ex being on your show with you. Yeah. And how do you get trapped with them in another fucking quarantine to make this fucking television show yeah and at least at the end of the day they're making a lot of money so go for them go for them at least there's that but also think about tt being like real life pregnant filming before there was vaccines available and she didn't have a fucking choice oh my god and she wasn't vaccinated because it was before the vaccines oh my god i would be like sorry riverdale won't do it i mean it's it's just so much 
much to think about, man. And I, so it's like, I'm also, this is weighing heavy on my mind because I just watched an episode of my favorite Food Network show and they're all like, they're all still on set, but they're all like six feet apart and it was so sad. It just made uh, me so sad. So yeah, I'm like, of course. It's very, and like the energy was just so desperately bad and sad. <laughs> no, we're smiling. Everything's great. <laughs> Oh God, even sorry, speaking of just even with that reaction, can I just real quick say that like Reggie goes where the money goes and I can't love it anymore. Yes, that was great when Reggie was just like, bad guys pay more. It's like, yeah, that's true to Reggie. That is what he would do. How Reggie is Reggie. And I love <laughs> I love every second of him. Um and just like I love that they didn't even choose a big song from Hair to include in their um in their show, it makes me all of it makes me really excited yeah. and feel I I should I know I shouldn't feel bad for actors because actors have it fairly easy in many different ways, but when it comes to this shit, like just remember when you're like throwing your you know when I'm like stoned and being like why they do why why they do it's um because very difficult. And uh, yeah. they're killing it. It's yeah. uh, it's certainly you know what, it's certainly Riverdale. It is. Riverdale. It is not boring. And remember, because remember the big chunk of time, MJ, when we were like, nothing's even happening on this show yes. anymore. Yes, yes, no, that's true. And I like time jump. I'm still pro time jump. I'm pro time one jump. Of, one of my big turnarounds. Uh, you know, I was like very anti time jump. I'm now very pro. I'm I'm pro this insane nonsense. Yeah, I'm pro this episode. Honestly, I think that. I'm excited to see what happens next. Hell yeah. And thank you guys so much for, don't worry, as long as there are Riverdales, there will be Riverdale. <laughs> and we love you guys. Oh, we're, we're going to be here next week. We're going to talk about it. If there's an episode next week, which I guess we can assume there will be. Who knows? It's a roll of the dice. We love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.